You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with host Howard Bender and John and Bemba. What's going on, FA Nation? John and Bemba here with Howard Bender bringing you the Fantasy Alarm Week 4 DFS podcast here. Uh, Howard, uh, one thing we have to get out of the way initially, talk about the fact that Tennessee and Pittsburgh that was going to be on this slate initially, off the slate now. There should be banners along all the DFS sites saying these players uh, will not accrue points, obviously due to COVID. Uh, so the slate gets one game smaller. It's unfortunate is uh, we were going to be looking probably to play some Pittsburgh Steelers in this week, uh, given the matchup against Tennessee. Uh, no, not me. I was actually I was uh, more tempted to do that that Titans stack again. No, <laughs> um, yeah, that's a huge bummer. Uh, you know, you obviously hope that everybody is better and everybody feels good and. Uh, this doesn't turn into a, a big, huge outbreak. Obviously, uh, anybody who sat and watched MLB understands that uh, that is a it's a tough situation. And uh, and so we hope that we can uh, we can contain this and that there's as minimal damage as possible. Uh, but yeah, for the uh, for the sake of DFS, uh, no Henry, no Connor, uh, no Juju, no AJ Brown, who is uh, back at practice again. No big Ben, so yeah. I mean, it's uh, uh it's it's it, it hurts a little bit, but not too terribly. Yeah, there's still a lot of good matchups on here, and uh, you know, fortunately, again, you know, uh, I I don't want to like make light of certain people, but it wasn't like any impact players that tested positive either. Uh, something that maybe would overall affect fantasy uh, moving forward. But we do have 13 more games to talk about, or 12 games, I guess, to talk about. Uh, you know, with that game postponed on this slate. Uh, you've been doing the watch list all week. All of our DFS coaches are posted and available for everybody listening to check out. Uh, so you already have pretty much a good overview of what we're looking at and what we're looking to do here. Um, but let's start off at the quarterback position because uh, the quarterback position this year, guys have been playing out of their mind. Uh, most notably, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, you know, Patrick Mahomes, all on this slate, all averaging over 30 fantasy points a game uh, so far this season on DraftKings. Uh, which of the four are you favoring in, the, in their matchups this week? Which of the four of the top guys am I favoring this week in their matchups? Uh, I mean, listen, I mean, Russell Wilson's a no-brainer, right? Uh, you know, I don't necessarily know if he throws as much as, uh, as he needs to, or I mean, as, as you, you want him to for a GPP, but you know, I, I definitely, I like what we've seen from him. It's Miami. I think they jump out to an early lead. I think Miami tries to slug its way back. Uh, but I think, you know, Wilson is just, you know, he's, he's just taking over games right now. Um, so I love him. And then, you know what, listen, uh, you just can't go against what Josh Allen is doing. Um, I obviously, you know, I, I don't love the, uh, the road start, uh, you know, as well for Allen as like uh, Wilson, but I think basically the two of those guys are uh, are where I'm going to lean. Yeah, like you said, it's hard to go against either of them. I mean, Wilson should have had six passing touchdowns last week, if not for Metcalf, basically, you know, not basically fumbling into the end zone on a walk-in score because he led up there. Uh, but, you know, 14 touchdowns, one interception on the year. You mentioned Josh Allen, 10 touchdowns, one TD, but obviously has the rushing uh, touchdowns as well to go along with it two in the three weeks so I agree I like those a lot if we're looking for a contrarian um, you know I feel like Patrick Mahomes sort of in the middle there you know it's not often you consider Mahomes to be a sort of a contrarian play 
but home against New England, the Patriots secondary, we saw get burned by Russell Wilson. You know, they don't necessarily have, uh, you know, a healthier defense. You know, a lot of those guys opted out due to COVID. They really only have the secondary there. There's no real pass rush. Uh, so I wonder if this is a week where we might get, you know, Mahomes at lower ownership uh, and we get him in that four o'clock slate. And again, we talk all the time about that late night hammer. Yeah, you know, you love the late game hammer, obviously. And, and you know, and, and we did that with, uh, with last week with uh, Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. So, yeah, listen, I think that, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and slight the, the New England defense. Uh, you know, when you're grabbing a guy like Mahomes, uh, you know he's going to try and find as many different possibilities as, as he can. You know, Belichick can take away Kelsey if he wants, or he can try to take away Tyreek Hill. But it's very obvious that Mahomes can uh, pretty much circumvent any any kind of uh, takeaway of one of his weapons uh, with somebody else. So he threw a yeah, touchdown listen. to the fullback and the guard last week. So, <laughs> well, come on, it's Anthony Sherman. He's the sausage. Everybody knows Anthony Sherman's the sausage. It's true. It's true. Shout out Coop. I think they went to high school together. So <laughs> nice. So, but listen, I do do we need to pay up at QB or can we uh can we go down a little further? I like uh I like Jared Goff uh squaring off against the Giants. I love love Deshaun Watson going up against uh against Minnesota. So, I mean, I kind of feel like, you know, that might be a nice area for where I want to live. I mean, on DK it's 6700 and 6600 for Watson. Uh, I mean, I don't know why you don't go there. You're right. I mean, it's more so the ceilings that we've seen to the top guys. But if we're looking mid-tier, I agree. Uh, Deshaun Watson would be my my top mid-tier quarterback. Uh, I know the Giants are abysmal. I I just feel like dirty putting Jared Goff uh, in my lineup, just being like scarred from what the quarterback play we've seen from years past. But again, hard to sort of look at at least the early numbers and see the net what he's done. You know, putting up five touchdowns over the last two weeks completing over 70% of his passes. So maybe he's finally, uh, you know, figured out how to read a defense without the coach needing to whisper it into his ear uh, before the mic shut off. So that would be a nice positive uh, development for him. If we're going a little lower, Joe Burrow home against Jacksonville, I think is, a, is an interesting spot here. Burrow, uh, you know, really looking good. They're, they have proven that Cincinnati is going to let him sling it. 44 pass attempts against Philly, 61 the week before that against Cleveland. Uh, you know, he's gone for over 300 yards in both of those games. Uh, I like that he hasn't thrown a pick, over 20 fantasy points in those two. So Joe Burrow, a little bit cheaper, 6,300. Uh, you know, could be a nice pairing with like a guy like T. Higgins, definitely Tyler Boyd this week in that spot against Jacksonville. Man, I can't go against that. I mean, this just goes to show you really just how flush the uh, quarterback position is this week. Uh, with a with a number of possibilities here, um, I, you know, I mean, when I look at this, you know, if if we're talking about cash versus GPP, uh, Wilson cash, Josh Allen, I can go with for uh, for cash, uh, Jared Goff, um, you know, I mean, I don't love the ground game uh, for the Rams that much. I mean, you know, Daryl Henderson, something, but. Um, you know, I think that they're still going to need to sling the rock, even though it is the Giants. So I might, uh, I might be happy there. But I mean, I think Watson, Burrow, uh, are, are definite GPP options for me. Uh, you know, in in the, the way it goes, I think that's. I just, you know, they they also have, you know, obviously the uh, the the potential of doing cockapoo poo. Yeah, 
Uh, Jen Piacenti, I'm not sure if you caught her DFS Bargains video, she sang her recommendation of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, Fitzpatrick, uh, Fitzmagic, as she called him there. If you haven't checked it out, it's a free video. Got to take a look, listen to Jen uh, sing about Ryan Fitzpatrick this week at 5,400 home against Seattle. Everybody's throwing all over. Uh, Fitzpatrick himself, 27 and 25 DK points the last two weeks against Buffalo and Jacksonville. Uh, how are you feeling about Mr. Fitzmagic this week? I'm in. I am. I'm in. And I like, uh, you know, there's a, a variety of stacks you could go. Uh, Fitzpatrick. Uh, I don't necessarily know if Miles Gaskin's going to be in, in play for me because I think that I think Seattle jumps out to a nice big lead here early on. Uh, and then we just see Fitzpatrick turn it into, into high gear in the second half. You know, the Seattle secondary is pretty bad. Uh, and, you know, no Jamal with Adams a, this week either. Right. No Jamal Adams. And, and, you know, with a big lead, I think they get a little cocky also. Uh, and, and that kind of, uh, you know, they take their foot off the gas. That's just going to open things up for Fitzpatrick to hit uh, Preston Williams, Devontae Parker, Mike Gesicki. Um, so yeah, I mean, listen for a GPP, uh, I'm looking at a, at a Fitz stack with, uh, one of those wide receivers, uh, and the tight end or Fitzpatrick with both those wide outs. Yeah. I, I think that's going to be pretty popular. I don't hate miles Gaskins, um, as part of a stack. I mean, his targets, he's got 15 targets, uh, or 16 targets rather on the year, 15 catches through three games. So you know, basically averaging five targets a game. Uh, not too bad for a, a running back who nobody knew was going to be the starter this year. It didn't seem like. Uh, we sure as heck didn't drafting all those Jordan Howard shares. Uh, and Matt no, Brito. for sure. But for the same token, also he doesn't get any of the any of the red zone work. Yeah, like they just they never give it to him there. It's it's Jordan Howard running it in from one yard out. It's Fitzpatrick running it himself from two yards out. Uh, and and it's uh, it's you know hitting. Preston Williams or Mike Kosicki uh, in the end zone from five yards out. So, you know, that's the only problem. It's the only hangup I have with uh, with Gasket. Now, maybe this is the week because I say that, that all of a sudden he blows up and he ends up with, you know, six catches and, and, and you know, two touchdowns. But, ah, man, I mean, I just I, I just feel like, you know, Fitzpatrick's just going to sling it that much. Yeah. I, I will tell you this. If you go to our volumes report over on FantasyAlarm.com, uh, you can check out things like red zone carries. And last week, Gaskins did have nine red zone carries to Howard's three. It was just that Howard was the one that was able to punch it in. So, uh, you know, maybe they're starting to fully fade uh, Jordan Howard, who played four total snaps and had three of them in the red zone and got carries on them. So uh, just maybe something to look at. They're, maybe they're just finally leaning on Gaskins fully. Um, but again, like you said, something to, to at least watch or see develop first. Uh, before diving headfirst into uh, any other quarterbacks value or mid-tier that are jumping out to you this week are you buying the nick Foles turnover in chicago um you know i don't mind nick Foles at all i think that he's uh absolutely a, a, a possibility there um you know you say yeah uh, it's funny the the cleveland dallas game uh you said it was a you know when you and i were doing the anti up podcast you said something about it being a trap um, you know, listen, I think that, that Cleveland's going to run heavy, but I think they're going to have to throw the ball a bunch too, because, you know, Dallas just has so much firepower and, you know, the, the secondary for Cleveland's still banged up. So I think both Dak Prescott and Baker Mayfield, uh, sit and play this week for DFS. 
if uh, you know, if let's just jump over to the running back position because I want to kind of build upon your your thought there with Cleveland. If Kareem Hunt is out, does Nick Chubb become an auto play for you? Because now you know he's going to be involved in a passing game too. Nick Chubb's always an auto play for me. Okay. Okay. He's I Nick mean, he Chubb. Be. He's, he's very Nick good. Chubb. He's very good. I agree. I agree. But he's only had one target in each of the three games. And if Hunt is not able to play with, I guess it's like a mild groin strain or something that he's dealing with, I think it was that I saw, um, you know, that's just going to open up just the Nick Chubb we saw in the first half of last year. Um, yeah, only $7,000. We're looking at him as the sixth highest back on the slate. I mean, you know, I know Dallas, in terms of facing the run, has put up, you know, good numbers defensively, but... Uh, yeah, for me, I think I think Chubb would be great in a great spot here. Yeah, oh, I love it, I love it. So we might, you know, we're just pivoting to the running backs right now, just jumping well, right in. I mean, it. I wanted to build upon your your Baker Mayfield thought and and the Dallas Cleveland game. If there is a quarterback, Howard, that you want to talk to, we can always go back. You're the boss. I definitely don't have another quarterback I want to go back to. I mean, how many quarterbacks can we really just lay out for everybody? Well, I'm gonna say if we wanted to talk about every player, this podcast will last about an hour and a half, I think. So, you know. I don't want to go that long. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go that long either. So that's so, why we'll transition to the running back position. We both put check marks next to Nick, next to Nick Chubb's name. Um, Alvin Kamara at AK, is he becoming like Christian McCaffrey must play territory? Um, yeah, probably against Detroit. I definitely think that, that he's uh, that that he's there. I mean, I you know I'd like it even more if Michael Thomas wasn't, but I'm not going to get greedy here. Um, yeah, I like him. Uh, and, uh, and I, you know, if we're going to stay in the top tier, I like Dalvin cook a ton against Houston. They struggle against the runs though. Uh, Kamara cook Chubb, uh, that's the way I lean. And that's, uh, what three of the top six who are available or five who are available. Yeah. I, I don't mean just a run over the top grouping, but I, I feel like we have to at least mention the fact that Austin Eckler got 11 targets last week. Um, Justin Herbert clearly, uh, is sort of uh, making the offense revert back to more what we saw last year with uh, Philip Rivers under center than, you know, Tyrod Taylor. Not that Herbert's not mobile. We've seen him run around a lot. Uh, but, you know, Allen, Hunter, and Eckler are just getting peppered with targets here. Uh, so, again, you know, reverting back to what we saw of the Austin Eckler of old, uh, you know, 11 targets last week, Tampa Bay, um, just another spot. So it seems like we're all in on the top tier running backs. Not too surprising. You know, they're, they're a great place for a reason. Um, mid tier. What is James your Robinson? Yeah, James Robinson. I think is is a strong play. Again, another guy that's just being involved uh, in all aspects of the offense. He's finding the red zone. Um, but a guy that I've kind of gone be- had sort of uh, you know Twitter arguments. I've discussed it on uh, Alarm After Hours with Justin Fensterman. Uh, what's your opinion of Kenyon Drake? Um, to me, I, I haven't been keen on playing him because Kyler Murray sort of vulturing all these touchdowns when they're getting in the red zone now uh the volume of touches have been there for him but we haven't seen the passing attack really be there which is something that he used a lot last year when he came over and then he only has one score but this is carolina this is a team that you know a lot of running backs so far have had success against uh only six thousand dollars for kenny drake yeah well you forgot to also mention the fact that chase edmonds is on the field a ton right now but uh, is is this the week that uh, that everybody fades Kenyon Drake because of this talk and he uh, finally busts out? Uh, you know, 
I'm not so sure. I mean, I think that, you know, when I look at, at the uh, at the at the mid tier running backs, you know, I like James Robinson a ton uh, at sixty five hundred. Um, you know, and I guess I I could say that if I'm going to pay down uh, a little further, then I'm probably going to you know instead of you know hitting Drake at six grand, uh, I'll hit Daryl Henderson Jr. Uh, at fifty eight hundred, knowing what kind of work he's getting. Uh, you know, uh, in this Rams backfield, finally. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to argue with that. Um, you know, twenty carries last week, one hundred fourteen yards and a score. Uh, we know he has the ability to be in the passing attack. Acres is still out, so I think a lot of people are definitely going to go to Henderson this week, home against the Giants, uh, especially after they gave up all those touchdowns last week to Wilson and McKinnon. So probably a good, probably a good pivot there. I agree. Um, you know, it just feels like I've seen a lot of chatter lately about the value of Kenyon Drake, and you know, you know, people have a perception of him uh, as still being the guy he was last year. Where, uh, you know, I haven't seen him really break through yet. So I wanted to see how you were feeling in that spot here because it is the Panthers' defense. Um, yeah, I, I can't. I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna contradict. You know, your thoughts on Drake. You know, just the sense that. Um, it, it has been a, a bit of a disappointment. We, we we're still, it's early in the season, uh, and you know, just falling for the whole, well, it's, it's Carolina. That's just not enough for me. Okay. Uh, no Tariq Cohen now in Chicago. Do we see David Montgomery become more involved, uh, in the full offensive game plan? You'd like to think so until, uh, Matt Nagy throws Cordell Patterson in there just to screw you up. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's going that way. Yeah, it really does. Thanks. <laughs> oh man, it's brutal. It's brutal. Sorry, not into it. You can keep you can keep scrolling down. You want to scroll down? You can get to your boy Miles Gaskin at five k. Well, I was gonna say, yeah, we already kind of hinted at Gaskins. I like Gaskins at five k. He's catching the football a little bit more. And you know, again, I you know the thing that stood out to me looking at the volume report was they had nine red zone touches, uh, the most he's had on the year. Um, so if they're going to start giving him in the, in the potential to score, uh, it's only going to help the ceiling there. Um, another guy that I, I had kind of interest in, it's not the easiest of matchups for him because uh, it is against the Chargers, but with Leonard Fournette dealing with an injury, and it was Ronald Jones' backfield last week, um, you know, how, what are your feelings here? Only $4,700. It is super cheap. However, I'm not into it just because – I mean, I, I think the Chargers defense, you know, with or without Melvin Ingram on the line, uh, still a very strong defense. And I just I don't think Ronald Jones is that strong of a player that, you know, even at forty seven hundred, um, you know, am I am I looking at a guy who's going to give me, uh, you know, the the floor that I want for cash games or, you know, does he does he even remotely have the upside that you want in GPP? I mean, that's really that's kind of what it what bums me out the most about him. Yeah, I would I would have to see if Fournette was out. You know, what are their other options? Like, you know, I you know are they going to use Lashawn McCoy more? Are we finally going to get to see uh, Keyshawn Vaughn get snaps? Like this backfield is seemingly Jones's if Fournette's out in terms of early down carries in Week One. You know, he had seventeen for sixty six. You know, the volume was there for them. So, you know, just the price tag and the potential opportunity. I mean, Fournette is priced higher than him at $5,600, and Fournette was barely on the field last week. So, uh, you know, I still feel like there's a perception versus reality thing going on there. Uh, you know, and Arians keeps saying this is Ronald Jones's backfield. So, 
you know, again, just a, it could be a potential misprice uh, that we're looking at there. It could be. It definitely could be. But, you know, again, that, that kind of concerns me a little bit. Um, you know, but I mean, uh, there, there's nobody, there's nobody further down. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not interested in Antonio Gibson. Uh, I'm not interested in, uh, in Sony Michelle. Uh, if you scroll further down the list, Deandre Swift, absolutely not. Not again. I tried that last week. So I, so I am slightly intrigued by him. By Swift. Why? The dude doesn't, he's not on the field touching the ball at all. He, well, he isn't. I know in last week he wasn't, but in the two prior weeks, he was in their passing attack. So if they are finding themselves in sort of like a track race here with, with the Saints, I feel like he's going to be on the field in those pass-catching situations. Um, exactly, That's exactly what I said last week. Dude. I know, but they weren't really in that position because Arizona wasn't playing well. No, you know, you know what? But does, does New Orleans play that well right now? They're getting Michael Thomas back. Are they though? Are they? Are we a hundred percent sure yeah, that we're getting he, Michael Thomas back? He returned to practice in a limited fashion. He, he was limited with a hamstring. What did he pull? Wasn't it an ankle? Uh, it was. It's, it's looks a like high the ankle's ankle fine. Well, unless this is wrong, it says Thomas hamstring practice in a limited capacity. So, I yeah, think so gonna, limited, I think he's on the field. I think he's playing this week. All right. Well, Swift is all you, man. Enjoy it. Maybe and we'll, maybe and we'll, it'll and be and we'll, a, a John we'll, and Pema special dartboard. It worked out last week. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's all you. It's all you. All righty. All right. Well, well, I'll have to do a little bit deeper dive before I do com- before I commit to the actual take. But uh, I don't know. I saw the price. I saw the match, and I'm like, oh, interesting. Could be. Um, but after that, you're right. There's there's nobody here that I I'm even taking a gander at. So uh, I'm, I'll move on to wide receiver if you're ready. Um, I mean, there's nobody further down. I mean, I, I love me some Chase Edmonds. What about Chase Edmonds? Are you are you liking? I don't know. Just the volume's not there for him. I agree a, with you that he's just, on the field. Just a dart. Just a dart. That's fine. That's fine. He can be a dart. He can be a dart guy for you. I, I'll, I'll believe it. Especially as we go to wide receiver. Uh, you know, no DeAndre Hopkins this week. Held out of practice. So, uh, or sorry, he's not out. He was held out of practice today due to an ankle. If he doesn't play, obviously that changes the whole offense there for Arizona. Maybe Edmonds becomes more viable. Maybe Drake becomes more viable if DeAndre Hopkins isn't available um, this week. But the top two receivers, Hopkins and Thomas, both questionable. I do expect them both to play, but I guess we'll find out. Uh, Tyler Lockett. Tyree Kill, DK Metcalf, sort of the usual suspects on this slate. Um, which of the two Seattle receivers do you tend to gravitate to more? Of of the top group? No, of the two oh, Seattle oh, receivers. Of Lockett and Metcalf? Um, you know, I mean, I haven't checked their pricing on FanDuel, but at this point right now, it's it's whoever's cheaper. You know, I mean, by 200 bucks on DraftKings. Yeah. I mean, you know, you could, you could easily, it's a, it's an easy stack. So in a GPP, you go Wilson and and those guys. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, listen to me, it's just, you know, whichever guy you can fit in there and you're totally fine. I I can't tell you that I have a preference, you know, one more than the other. So, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I I tend to go to lock in more. Um, I just feel like he is, his floor is higher. You know, there's just a lot of deep passes that go to Metcalf. And while he's connecting on them at like an insane rate, 
and Metcalf is the cheaper one on FanDuel as well um, by like $700. I think SR was uh, Lockett 7,500. It feels like Lockett is just uh, more reliable in terms of the targets, the receptions. Uh, It kind of leads the team in in that area, uh, you know, where, where Metcalf is pretty much consistently four, four catches, eight targets, hundred yards and a score, like 90 yards and a score. So, you know, 50% catch rate, if one of those don't go for a score, then the ceiling sort of drops on him. So uh, for me, I, I find Lockett to be the safer play. Metcalf's definitely more of the GPP guy. Um, yeah, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, further down the list here, uh, Allen Robinson uh, always seems to be a, a, a nice addition with Foles there. Uh, you know, Cooper... Um, you know, Cooper's going to see a lot of Denzel Ward. I don't know if that's going to be, uh, really what you want to do. I mean, I'm, you know, with Dallas receivers, I'm actually looking further down. I'm looking at, uh, at CD lamb, but, uh, you know, uh, Robinson Cooper cup, uh, probably that uh, area there. I don't mind Adam Thielen in the mid tier either. Thielen strong. I'll take the, the discount on cup though, uh, and go Robert Woods at $6,300. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, I know, you know, again, week two didn't really jump out, only the 14 yards, but, you know, he found the end zone last week. I just feel like the uh, – I feel like he doesn't get respected enough for Robert Woods for what he he does. So, uh, for the fact that he's $400 cheaper than Cup, they should be the same. So, if you're going your golf stack, you're probably playing all three of them anyways, but if you had to pick one or the other, uh, I like Woods a lot. Um, Tyler Boyd, for me, I think has to be a guy that we look to as on how to play. Um against Jacksonville here, 13 targets last week, eight the week before. I know T. Higgins is going to be a popular guy this week because he found the end zone. Uh, but Boyd has definitely separated himself as the number one guy. A.J. Green, people were wondering how he was going to look on his way back. Uh, it, it's Boyd. Um, it's definitely Boyd. I uh, I was uh, laughing because uh, we talked about him uh, off the podcast last week and, uh, you know, just what to expect from him. I mean, the 10, 10 catches – uh, for him, I mean, it's, it's huge. You you love that, and that's what you know. Joe Burrow does. He likes to live in the middle of the field. He likes the high percentage, uh, short passes, and uh, and it just seems to be working. I actually really like this uh, this tier of uh, this pricing tier. Uh, Boyd, Galladay, uh, Will Fuller. Um, you know, I, I think that the three of those guys. You could probably throw Michael Gallup in there. Woods. So sixty three hundred to fifty nine hundred. Um, I, I, I could live there and then pay up it like, you know, you know, for at least one running back and possibly even pay up at quarterback. Do we see a Howard Bender lineup with the Devontae Parker this week? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah of course, man. It's, I, I've already said it, you know, listen, it, it, it's a, it's a crap secondary for Seattle. Uh, Miami's going to play from behind and, you know, Preston Williams, just, he's not getting the targets that, you know, we really thought. Uh, Preston Williams was going to get everybody said Preston Williams was the number one guy uh, until he got hurt. Well, that time that he got hurt, Fitzpatrick and and Parker really formed a a bond on the field. And you can't deny that in a situation like this. I mean, listen, I might I might hate the guy. I might think he's he's crap for uh, for season long fantasy. But I mean, for a weekly matchup in DFS, I got no problem going that way. Are you chasing the points of Justin Jefferson? Nope, 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 nope. 
Nope. For $200 more, I'll just invest in CD Lamb and be super, super happy. Okay. Um, I also might say for $100 less, I might even go Jarvis Landry against Dallas. I think, I like uh, what was it? Jordan Lewis. Is that who he's going to face a bunch? Oh, my God. That dude got destroyed last week. Not not only that, uh, OBJ now popping up on the injury report with the back issue, probably because he started his uh, online Twitch gaming career uh, that he announced earlier this week. So he's probably been playing too many video games, uh, not committed to football, uh, just really, really not caring, I, I think, to be a Cleveland Brown. So uh, if Beckham is limited or out in any fashion, uh, you're getting Jarvis Landry at 5,100 as an absolute bargain. Yeah, definitely. Nice little steal. Nice little steal. Um, Marvin Jones Jr. interests me a little bit. Um, you know, Marshawn Lattimore is actually banged up, which means yeah. that uh, even softer coverage could be coming Marvin Jones's way. I like that kind of a, of a situation. I like Randall Cobb a little further down. So you like Randall Cobb. What do you think about Brandon Cooks at only forty five hundred dollars? Yeah, that's another one. Like that's that's another me, one. I look, I was looking to see that stack today if we were going to do sort of a mid tier, and I'm like, ah, oh, maybe they priced up, you know, to Texans receivers. You know, I figured maybe they'd be, you know, fuller in the mid sixes. You know, Cooks in the mid. I'm like forty five hundred dollars for Brandon Cooks here. Now, obviously, it's a GPP only guy, but uh, that price tag is, is just seemingly far too cheap. And then if Fuller sits. You know, didn't practice today because of a hamstring shocker. Uh, I mean, that's those are free squares. Cobb at forty-eight, Cooks at forty-five, and throw and throw in Watson. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What do you think of uh, what do you think of Hunter Renfro at forty-six, knowing how Buffalo has been bleeding points to the slot? Yeah, I mean, listen, we pointed that out uh, a couple weeks ago. Actually, Coop was the one that told me about it in his tight end article because he recommended Gasicki against Buffalo. I tweeted last week based off that. I was looking at Cooper Cup as another slot receiver against Buffalo. He torched them. I don't know how you go any other way here than Hunter Renfro, especially when no rugs, no Edwards. We still don't know how healthy Darren Waller truly is uh, and what else do they have out there. So uh, unless they decide to tr- you know move in a Tredarius White into the slot, which isn't a spot that he ever really covers, uh, and you figured maybe they would have done that given their struggles, uh, yeah, Renfro at 46 seems like a really strong play here. All right. What about any uh, any deep dives for you? I mean, we well, can we talk about... T. Higgins already. He's 4,500. You know, that's uh, that's cheap. Uh, if Hopkins sits again, my boy Andy Isabella at 4,500, uh-huh. I think we could potentially dart throw him out there again. Uh, you know, that just the, just the Cardinals receivers in general, if something happens to Hopkins, Kirk... Larry Fitzgerald, Isabella are all under $4,500. So, um, you know, just they're going to throw. They're all cheap. Johnny, you going to go dirty 3700 for Cordero Patterson? No, I will not. I'm, I'm not going to go Cordero Patterson. I want to see what his usage was because after Cohen w- got hurt last week, it's not as if they used him in that role at all. They, they didn't use him as the end. You didn't get any targets at least. So, um you know, if he if Cohen got hurt and all of a sudden, you know, he's coming out, Patterson is with like three or four targets, I'm like, oh, all right, maybe, maybe that's something that would pique my interest. But we didn't really see it, so, um, you know, not not really gonna go in that direction. Um, you know, if we want to go dart throw, maybe Isaiah Ford again. You know, against that Seattle defense, they're at thirty seven hundred dollars. They could be something there. Um, that's probably it, though. I can't really. 
No, that is it. Yeah, Kenny Sills. <laughs> Kenny Sills had four targets last week, right? Maybe $3,200. Filth. Filth and filth. Let's move on to the tight end spot uh, where obviously, you know, you've got Travis Kelsey going up against the Patriots. Uh, Mark Andrews is in a great spot. Baltimore really struggles in coverage of the tight end. Yeah, if he can um, hold on to the football this time. I know, right? There you go. Well, there you go. You pivoted Nick Boyle. Um, you know, I mean, listen, I, I, I feel like, you know, you can pay up if you want to. I don't really see a major reason to when you've got, you know, Waller against Buffalo and that's going to be a nice spot. I, like I really Gisicki, like, obviously, against Gisicki. I really like Hawkinson, believe it or not, this week. Um, he kind of intrigues me uh, as well. Yeah, Hawk's fine. I do worry, you know, as Galladay plays more snaps. You know, Stafford just locks into him. But, I mean, we're year two at Hawkinson. You know, we're sort of expecting that potential breakout coming from him uh, in this spot. So, that's fine. Um, I like Hunter Henry as a safe play again. I know Tampa Bay, if you look at the defensive first position numbers, have been good against tight ends. But uh, seven, eight, and eight targets in the three games are for Henry. So, as long as he's healthy, we know he's a big part of that offense. I think he'll be fine. Um, Jimmy Graham had 10 targets last week and found the end zone twice, mm-hmm. um, you know, three touchdowns in three weeks. So, uh, you know, the Giants game sort of an anomaly, it seems like, because the other two games uh, he was targeted heavily in. A lot of his targets against Atlanta came once Foles was at, in at quarterback. So, uh, you know, maybe Foles really likes Jimmy Graham here. I think that's definitely uh, in play as well. Um, you could look at Logan Thomas. Uh, again, I think Logan Thomas, uh, you know, in this matchup, uh, you know, he sees the targets. They haven't really been productive uh, all that much. But I think that, uh, you know, when he, when you get that many targets, you kind of have to uh, kind of give it some extra thought. And you know what? Screw it, man. I'm happy. To, I'll go back to Drew Sample uh, going up against Jacksonville. Let everybody else kind of poo-poo it because he had a crap week last week. I'll look at him. Uh, and then Jordan Aikens. I was gonna uh, say Jordan for, Aikens uh, was my dark throw guy this week. Oh, uh, there you go. So we're we're in lockstep on that one. Yep, that's 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 exactly how I look at it. Uh, Aikens is the pass catching tight end there. Uh, yeah, so solid guys all around. Um, I agree with you. I'm probably not paying up at tight end this week. Um, you know, I, I guess it would depend on the stacks. Obviously, if I'm gonna do a Mahomes lineup, I'm gonna go with Kelsey. But the Patriots are generally strong against. Um, against tight ends, and, and they drafted the two guys. Well, the guy that they drafted last year in the second round, George Juan Williams, and then the second round pick this year, Kyle Duggar, uh, basically shut down Darren Waller last week. Uh, and I know Kelsey, obviously, had a much you know better tight end, we'll say at least numbers wise than Waller, but uh, they blanketed him the entire game. They're, they both have a lot of size, they're both quick. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, if they really are shutdowns against tight ends or not. but I don't really see myself spending up too much here. No, I definitely, I don't either. Uh, I e- don't. Either. E- defense is hard. Is it, is it an obvious one for you? Is it the Rams this week? Um, yeah, you know, the Rams this week are definitely a, a, a strong possibility. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of weird. I mean, I, I, you know, I'll stick also uh, with the Colts, you know, the Colts to me, uh, you know, it's just, it's a very strong defensive unit. Uh, they had that, that, Bad game against uh, against the Jaguars in Week One, and have really been in lockdown 
uh, mode since, not to mention the fact that they're getting turnovers uh, and they're and they're capitalizing on them as well. So uh, going against Chicago, everybody just they want to jump on that Nick Foles bandwagon. They want to just love on Nick Foles that much. Let's not forget the dude is still he may have won that Super Bowl MVP, but he's still a backup and he's always been. And it's pretty crazy, right? I mean, the guy the guy has probably put together three and a half good games of his entire career. Basically, the, the playoff games that get to the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, and then, I don't know, the second half of last week. <laughs> like, Foles hasn't largely been an impressive quarterback and given the opportunity uh, to have his own team. So I like that. I think I think that's fine. Um, what do you think about the Chargers against Tampa Bay? We, you know, Godwin's not going to play. We think the Chargers' defense is solid. I know they're on the road, so maybe that changes things for you. Uh, but, you know, Tom Brady hasn't... Uh, I can't say has any two, three touchdowns last week, but at times he hasn't looked great. And now you're taking away one of his best weapons. So uh, I'm perfectly fine going with the, uh, with the chargers there as well. I think it's a, a nice discounted price as well that, that you're going to want to jump in on. Um, yeah, I think that, and that's probably the cheapest I would go. Yeah. I wouldn't, I mean, I don't want anything cheaper than that either. Yeah, I'm looking. I don't see anything that sticks out to me. Yeah, there's nothing really that's like, you know, that 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 I'm enamored with. Uh, maybe you know, maybe I'll come up with some some deeper thoughts for uh, for defenses and stuff. But I just don't, I just don't love what I'm seeing right now as far as some of the matchups on the cheaper end. Chicago, I mean, they're not cheaper. They're 31, but I could I could see Chicago. They're, you know, they're down to Zach Pascal as their wide receiver two. Uh, I know they're going to run the football, uh, you know, the Colts will with Taylor, but, uh, you know, Rivers hasn't looked great. You know, maybe maybe the, the Chicago defense at home pulls something out. Maybe. Maybe. You can you, – we, we can hope. We can hope, Howard. Uh, any <laughs> final thoughts here as we wrap up the, this uh, week four podcast, Howard? Uh, no. No, I think, uh, you know, I think as long as you guys are staying in tune with everything – you know, you hear what John and I are saying. We're talking about a number of players here that you take this information, you you dive in with the coaches articles, you look at the matchup report, you just get all of that information uh, that you can. And then uh, and then hopefully uh, we spin it around into a, a rock solid playbook on Saturday like we had this past week and uh, and we crush it again. I feel like uh, I feel like we're on the cusp here, John. I feel like we're on the cusp of winning something big. And uh, and we came close last week. I think it's doable. We did come close last week. I mean, your your uh, pivot DK lineup last week was absolute money. Uh, hard to argue uh, with the results there. And yeah, you know, get that going. Use the lineup generator. Use the playbook only function uh, in the lineup generator as well. Uh, and, and you'll get to get all of the Howard's plays. Include the dartboard. Uh, in there also and you can really go ahead and, and get the players that you know we're gonna have in our lineups this week so uh and, and you know we can all go ahead and win together uh howard i'm gonna give you my uh podcast lineup that i just threw together really quickly right now while we were talking uh i have watson camara henderson fuller cooks boyd gesicki landry in the flex and the Chargers defense. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I haven't built anything uh, anything just yet. I have a, a number of placeholders because I just need to maneuver around. But 
I'm really I'm feeling this dolphin stack for GPP tournaments, man. I'm uh, it, it's gonna happen here. It's gonna happen. Patrick is so cheap. I bet he'll be a lot of ownership this week. Probably, probably. But you know what? If the stack hits, the stack hits. Amen to that. Sometimes there's good chalk. Sometimes there's bad chalk. Nothing wrong with a little good Fitzmagic chalk this week. Uh, but that will wrap it up, guys. Howard Bender, myself here. We'll catch you guys next time. Mm-hmm.